0: Good day, I am your gracious host, and I am proud to bring you the best of the Chug.com show, Volume 1. This features a favorite moments from the first ten podcasts, and is the stuff from which dreams are made out of.
1: What do you mean, dreams? Like fucking wet orgasm dreams, or nightmarish visions from beyond time?
0: I mean glorious fairy tale dog shit. Unicorns and hobbits and five-headed goddams. The stuff that stinky fat pale girls wearing purple velvet jack off to. They rub themselves into nonsense, is what I'm saying. Understand? I will never fail you again. What's the first segment? Patience, boy. The first segment is about taking the futuristic piss and drinking it. But first, some honesty goodness rock and roll.
2: Who are some of these actors who kind of have been on the fringe their whole career. Andrew Devoff. True. Devoff is a special man. Think about it. He's like a modern-day renaissance man. He's like a modern-day
3: Robert Davi.
2: He's even got his own comic book. Do you by chance know of it? I think it's called Cyber 755. I yeah. would like to
3: bring up Kim Coates. He's a friend. director. Coates,
2: Kim Coates is fantastic. He's been in a lot of movies lately, but his claim to fame is that he appears in movies, is eccentric, and then gets devastated. Like, in, 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 he was the lucky guy in uh, Black Hawk Down whose uh, legs took a quick vacation on him. And his guts were hanging out. He's like, tell my wife I'm half a man. Any guy named Kim is not worth it, unless he's Asian.
3: He's great. Actually, Kim Coates is great. In that, he's, in this, he's all right. But he's always dead in movies. Like he, I'd say in most of his movies, he dies. Yeah. I mean... Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's he's, he's re- most recent film is the Island. So he's Sean Bean then. In which he plays a character that is like a salesman. He he's does like, not re- die in that. I'm not going to spoil the film. Oh, that's hardly a spoiler. He's in it for like two seconds. He's in it for like two minutes. He's got a big part in the sec in the last act. That's not really a big part. But it's a it's a different Kim cultural because he's not playing a scumbag. He's playing like a salesman, which okay. I guess to some people is a scumbag. But he's not creepy. He's just like a really effervescent public relations effervescent guy. Public relations yeah. guy. But before that, he was in Assault on Precinct 13 remake. He was in Hostage. Killed, killed. Killed, very killed. Yeah, but come on, Sean Bean's got to be leading. He was in Waterworld. Sean Bean leads the way. Killed. killed. He was in Black
3: Hawk Down. Really killed. Sean Bean leads he was the way in and being killed. You know how he died in Waterworld, by the way? I don't remember. He watched Costner drink his own urine. <laughs> well, that's how he died. I think that's what I he, think he got eaten by Seabees. A little part stuff. of me died, actually, when I watched that. Actually, I, you know, Waterworld, I think Waterworld's a good movie. I didn't say it wasn't a good movie. I kind of enjoyed it as well, but... Costner did drink his own tea in it.
2: You know what? Yeah. If if you could find a way to recycle yours, think about the money you'd save. No. You would. No. You wouldn't have to go buy Crystal Light anymore. Why do you have to anyway? Just drink the tap stuff.
3: Tap well, in Waterworld, is- that wasn't an option, but... I'm freaking it, snobbish. It, here, here's, here's the question I, I have Here's Waterworld. Thing. He was, was it-
2: drinking the tap stuff, if you get my drift. <laughs> no. <laughs> That one or two taps, because three times... Because he taps went. ass with it, too. Yeah, I think so. Although, there is a girl with a map on her back. It's a, yeah, little, it's, lo- it's a little girl. Yeah. Don't even start thinking about it. Jay Moore, <laughs> That's That horrible actress. Anyway, what were you saying,
3: Justin? No, I'm just saying that at yeah. what point do you think you draw the line in Waterworld with you, bodily fluids? And, you you know, think and you would have decided that mankind didn't... I mean, at exist. some point, they had to have the conversation where they're like, you know, pee's not so bad. It's recycled, though. Have you seen
2: the, the, the new DVD coming out with the extended cut where you see him eating his shit, too?
3: That's what I'm talking about. I was alluding That's to the that. German but, audiences. Mean, they had to go through a couple things where they're like, you, you know, know, his, like, for example, his. maybe we can't have him sprinkling his pubic hair over rice, you know? So you don't like to of him getting high in his own supply. <laughs> but the pee's okay. <laughs> but the pee's okay. The pee. The audiences could take it wasn't straight though i mean remember no i mean recycled. he put it through a you know a contraption <laughs> yeah. but it's still I mean, i'm just saying they had to have that conversation where they where they ruled things out and that to me when you have that conversation maybe it's not time not to make that film you know
2: Do you think maybe it tasted good after a while you drink you go mmm
4: i don't think he knew anything better <laughs>
3: Wait, do you think that basically? Think so. so you're trying to ask? You asked that. Did he salivate when he had to go really badly? He
0: didn't like know any. Pee.
2: He didn't know any better. He probably never tasted pure water. When he had the urge to pee, it was like the milkman was pulling up. Or in the driveway. The, the milkman.
0: <laughs> He's like future future food. Other memories. When Justin laughs, it fills me with pride. I feel like a surrogate father to the man. Especially when I duck him in at night and kiss his forehead and wish him sweet dreams. Then my ensure horrible dreams as I kiss his other forehead.
1: Is the next segment about crabs? I hope it is. I hope, I hope.
0: Of course it is about crabs, you effeminate son of a bitch. Uh,
1: I was too busy battling a giant
2: crab earlier, so I mean I made it all the way back to find myself embroiled
3: in the middle of Ghost Come. How did you how did you battle that with a giant? Cubic comb? No, no, no! You don't understand. It's not that kind of crab, you <laughs> dirty
2: bastard. This is the, he actually this, had a plus two James Brolin handy. This is the sea creature variety. Uh,
3: okay. Of, and you said you were battling it. I was battling. I, I was. Yeah, it was terrible.
2: Okay. Th- this uh, this particular crab had some crazy eyes. You know. This like is a
3: good lead-in, actually, to
2: uh, what? Uh, our discussion a, about yeah. uh, franchises. So there is a theme. There is a theme to this this madness. Oh, there is. Tell me. All right. First of all. You know, it's just funny, Steve mentioned a giant crab, which he feels would be something that would scare the living hell out of him. A, j- a crab, let's say like a 12-foot tall crab, running at him sideways with its claws. For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, yeah. You know, like, I, I I, see that, I'm thinking, I got dinner for a week. Look at it this way, right? Everybody has fears about some kind of insect or an animal attacking them, a giant, or even a little teeny tiny little... Like a little teeny <laughs> tiny rhino.
5: Yeah.
3: Right, <laughs> like, a, like a midget rhino. <laughs> no, I don't think it scares oh. you because you you laugh as you say it. Look,
2: the crab is the most the, the giant crab is the most perfect killing machine, right? <laughs> no i'm listening yeah, yo I'm, I'm anxious to hear this because i mean like the main gist of this is we're thinking about back in the 60s and 50s there were you know there was a whole genre of films that were based around giant you know basically creatures that were enlarged because of the whole nuclear atomic threat all that you know exactly. into, into extraordinary sizes ants and i don't know grasshoppers and grasshoppers and and i don't know uh, mantis there was uh, tarantulas you know yeah spiders 12 year old boys but think about like think about the crab for a minute if you will okay <laughs> you want me to you want to pause or i'll just think about it no it's a dramatic pause well look the crab can come on land attack people take it back to the sea its lair
3: take itself back to the sea no, what, yeah. what what no, you no, know look, what, think, think about it. this
2: though what if there you enlarged a puppy Anything, then it would have dramatic pause. anything any creature in the sea is irrelevant because in order for the, the sea creature to attack you you have to be in the ocean right? yeah i don't like that argument it's it's a perfectly logical argument because you have to go into the ocean in order to be attacked in the first place
1: however if you have a creature that can come out of the ocean onto the land and attack you and then escape back into the ocean it's perfect you can't get it unless why would
2: something that was the unstoppable killing machine need to escape to anywhere it can just live on the land and feed on the likes of you. You can kill it if it's on the land, but in order for it to escape, it has to go back to the ocean, where it knows perfectly well, because as we all know, he's a very sentient creature. Well,
3: crocodiles, don't they, like uh, come Shut out up. of the water and back into the water? Actually, see, yeah. the thing is, you know what?
2: Birds are much more dangerous than crabs. I put a lot of thought into this argument, by the way. Okay, well, I mean, it's flawless. I
3: your point. It's fl- No.
2: Here's the thing. Here's why a crab doesn't scare me. First of all, they come at you sideways. It doesn't have to scare you. It's the perfect killer. It just has to eat you. Yeah, look. Right, it comes onto the land. It attacks you. It destroys the devil out of you. And it takes you back, back to the ocean, right? You can't follow You can't hunt it down. You can't track it down. If you go into the ocean,
3: you're doomed. Well, you can't track it because you'd be dead, right? I mean, it would be hauling you back to the ocean. Well, that's You can't track it
2: because you're too busy dipping its shit in butter. Okay, well, let's look at it this way then. Assume you've got friends who are worth the damn. And they'll miss you when you're gone, right? Okay. Crab comes up. Annihilates you. Takes so you're saying the crab won't miss you. <laughs> the crab will pass you eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than winding up in crab stool. Okay. True, okay. So 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 what Steve is saying, like, let's say that this whole thing of giant animal cinema was resurrected, you know, Tupac style. He thinks a giant crab would be the ultimate villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't agree. I think, like, first of all, I mean, you can either go old school and use a spider, because, honestly, spiders have the dexterity and the brain power, and they don't walk sideways, and they aren't tasty with, with butter, and they, you can't have a she-spider soup. Wait a minute, Are you well, telling me the crabs are cute? Do you consider them like... I love crabs. I think they're cute because they have eye stalks. Oh, what? Well, That's it, a criteria. If I see right. something with eye stalks, it's cute. And those are the freaky little eyes I was talking about earlier. Freaky little eyes. Oh, they know a lot. They do, eyes that think you heard it here first people Justin what animal in large scares you other than your own
3: pulsing penis um I'd say a crab <laughs> for obvious I'm like, reasons I'm gonna go with a crab on this
5: <laughs>
3: because what it can do actually is um it comes out of the ocean kills you And then drags you back into the ocean leaving no trace
1: it leaves you wanting vengeance even though it's the only problem is you
3: have to be the victim has to be vacationing on a beach
2: because you're saying there's not a lot of crabs in idaho
3: no i don't think they'd really make the trip i mean especially if they have to run back into the ocean with their with their uh victim what if they're they're giant and they run really quick
2: (laughs) then you'd hear them coming wouldn't you
3: but I think that this so it's two for the crab and uh one for the spider. Oh, I mean I was I wasn't even finished. You only hear them running if they're on the highway. I was just using
2: spiders as, a, as an obvious example. On a creepy list, on a creepy nest level, crabs are probably low on the totem pole. I mean roaches are pretty freaking creepy. I think everybody hates roaches. I don't think it, there's a, there's you're anybody. talking about
3: giant roaches. There's not a lot of giant, giant roaches. could be a tiny
2: little kind, of it. They, they bother everybody. yeah
3: I know and there's been movies like Creepshow and the, the, that have, that have uh, jumped onto the well, many Mimic, roaches Mimic thing, was sort
2: of like enlarged roaches yeah
3: you're right you're right that is actually a, a large uh, yeah. roach movie so uh, what, what? what's a bug that or an animal besides I guess besides a crab because there hasn't I don't think there's been a, a killer crab movie it's a perfect but what's machine. what's like another animal that hasn't been well I
2: mean if you think about it Just think about it from a a scientific perspective. Let's say um, that hawks were 30 feet long. They would be the most dominant species on the planet.
5: Okay. Okay?
2: Think about if a... I don't know. Even like something that seems harmless. Oh, shit. Uh, A mouse. A mouse at 10 feet tall would be... Not only would they kill you without a moment's thought... They'd have huge balls while doing it. I mean, have you ever seen the nuts on a mouse? Think about that. Yes. I mean, their balls are like one third of their body. And that's that's a lot of balls. But I,
3: I, I disagree with your point because there are, there are animals that are large. They're not they're not dominating the earth right now.
2: I'm not worried about the size of their teeth or claws. It's the balls, and the fact that they leave shit every millimeter. Like so, you would be existing in a world filled with balls and shit. There would be skyscrapers, cars, balls, shit, and you. <laughs> that this sounds, is
3: not that, a future I need. That reminds me of actuality. <laughs> Seriously. How do you get balls that big? Is that a lot That's of reminiscent of luck. the earth. Does that come from a lot of cheese? No.
2: No. Because mice get the balls before you feed them cheese. How do, you, how do you know this? Because I, I, I raised mice and I
3: raised. What if you set out as a snack uh, a cheese ball? <laughs> then what do they get?
2: Irony. You get one big dose of irony. You know who does not have big balls? Tell us. A crab.
3: <laughs> he does if he comes out of the ocean and attacks you.
2: And another thing. Do you think. I, I don't know like, like how do crabs celebrate
3: <laughs>
2: how Nick? they make a joyful claw <laughs> I don't know maybe have a crab cake here's the thing about crabs they're ancient I mean crabs have been around since the earth was you don't freaking, know that freaking new they could be new <laughs> do we have a quota of the word new we have to fill
0: No new Staying with the first episode of the podcast, I present to you the finest discussion about anti-int planes ever assembled, Stealth. Uh, We're going to talk about a movie
2: coming out this summer. Uh, Later on in the summer, it is called Stealth. Uh, It stars Jamie Foxx, and the reason I say his name first is because he dies first, (laughs) Jessica Biel,
3: and Josh Lucas. Now you're saying that because you saw the trailer, and from the trailer you surmise... I think. That he he, dies in although the film. you know,
2: if you watch the trailer, it looks like a plane smacks
3: into Jessica Biel.
2: Okay. But anyway, and it also features award-winning playwright Sam Shepard.
3: <laughs> Whose first line in the film? His be, first
2: line in the film is "Holy shit! I'm a playwright and I'm in stealth." What the hell happened to me? I've fallen so far from the right stuff. Now, now the reason that the you're
3: saying living. that is you think the quality of this movie.
0: I
2: mean, I th- you know suspect. Hey, here, here's the thing. Who am I to complain about a film that probably is going to net the people that? you know, paid for it millions and millions of dollars. And,
3: and Rob Cohen, the director, actually has, he has some hits on his hands. I mean, Triple X and Fast and Furious were both hits, correct? Right. And that's how he got to do his tr- Dream movie about a evil robot stealth airplane.
2: Yeah, and if you don't know, Rob Cohen's claim to fame is a, a kind of a two punch. It's the the triple X and Fast and Furious and the fact that he's that guy in that famous saying, you rob Cohen to pay Paul. Yeah, I don't. He's a director who's <laughs> who's not great. <laughs> whose work is uh, is best surmised as dumb cinema. I mean, the kind of stuff that if you're a 14 year old boy who is into neon undercarriages and you know. Frickin' energy drinks in your ass. freaking energy drinks in your ass.
3: Frickin' energy drinks.
2: In your ass. Frickin energy
3: drinks in your ass. And stuff like that. Like he just doesn't like he no bones about it, he's gonna make uh fast food films. Fast food much. Foams.
2: And speaking of no bones about it, Jennifer Connolly and Mulholland
4: Falls.
6: <laughs> Here's the thing though, do you think Rob Cohen? Thinks that he just makes dumb films, or do you think he's genuinely making some, you know, great cinema? I, I think
2: I no, I don't think he. I don't. I think he'd be the first to tell you in private that he knows he's making. Junk yeah, movies.
3: and I think it's hard to make a movie like Stealth and take yourself seriously. I mean, I don't think this premise is like. But you get like Paul Thomas Anderson,
6: um, or not Paul Thomas Paul W.S., Paul W.S. Anderson, Anderson. yeah, of course. Um, You know, he seems to think that he's, you know, really making some, uh, you know, great films here. Honestly,
2: though, but if you look at the business aspect of things, these guys get films done. They cost a lot, but they make a lot, and people buy a lot of the DVDs, you know. From a business perspective, uh, I think people would rather work with Rob Cohen and Paul W.S. Anderson than they would with Paul Thomas Anderson or Michael Mann. Well, that's I mean, probably true. You know, it's a good financial decision. But what, what, what irks me a little bit is, you know, it's the summertime. And there was a time when I was a kid, and when you guys were kids, when the summer movies weren't just pap. I mean, some of them were, but a lot of them were the films that kind of shaped our childhood. You know, films like Jaws, and films like the Star Wars movies, and Indiana Jones,
6: and Clute. I mean, even to a lesser extent, Die Hard and movies like that, I mean, even up until just a few years ago, it feels like that even some summer movies, I mean, we had Terminator 2, things like that. It and came out of my birthday in 91. That was like one of the biggest summer movies of all time. Yeah, but it's like everything's so dumb now. It's like the lowest common denominator, I feel like, sometimes. Yeah. Well, Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about the plot of Stealth?
3: Um, well, the plot would be, there are three, and I'm going to say futuristic pilots, because I imagine this is set in the future somewhat. Um, well, obviously, I mean, and they're fi- they're fighter pilots. They man the stealth planes.
2: Yeah, if it were biplanes, probably wouldn't have been futuristic.
3: And a fourth team has been added. A fourth member, and the m- the fourth member is a robot plane. A to robot fi- to fight alongside them. So, battle.
2: are you saying the plane is shaped like a man that's robot, or is it a plane with a robot brain?
3: I think it's a plane with a robot brain. It's a robot pilot. So it's an artificially intelligent plane. Correct. But not the premise, and that's not the premise. The premise is yes, it does join the team, Mm -hmm. but it also gets struck by lightning and turns against not only the team but turns against I think America. So is Uh the
2: villain of the film lightning?
3: (laughs) That's the uh, the cause. The, the catalyst, catalyst say, of, the, yeah. of, of, of the villain. The, so, I it mean, starts the villain off Okay.
2: So, so basically ways. It, it, it hotwires the plane in a manner in which it gets pissed. It
3: scrambles its brain.
2: Scrambles its cybernetic brain. Yes. And its nanites and shit and makes it want to destroy American targets.
3: It, it turns it against the very thing it was programmed to protect.
2: So what you're saying is like what and I think they mentioned this in the trailer. Sam Shepard Best known for being an award, he's <laughs> an award-winning <laughs> playwright. He wrote Spartaco exactly. and whatnot. He's uh, he plays their commanding officer, who basically urges them to accept this plane into their fold. Yeah, because they're ultimately, it. yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's going to save lives. It's going to instead of sending like. Some idiot kid off to death. They're going to spend billions of dollars on a piece of machinery to get killed. And also, I mean, his 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 urge also is twofold uh-huh. because, in addition to saving human lives and creating uh, a weapon that is, in theory, more effective than a kid with a joystick, and uh-huh. you know, there's only the human error. He's also urging us to forgive him. But, but <laughs> for the taking was, a role in stealth because he's like i'm a playwright i'm in a, i've won awards i was in some amazing i was in the right stuff man's got to make a living and something happened to me i don't know what i woke up and freaking i'm in stealth he's like forgive me i'm sam Shepard. i'm a playwright and i'm in stealth
6: see what's so dumb about this movie is this you know billion dollar multi-billion dollar piece of equipment is foiled by the weather It's like you know the aliens and signs being wiped out by our most abundant natural resource—water. Yes, Uh, breasts.
3: (laughs) Breasts too. It it gets. It gets. uh, It wasn't weatherproofed, and it gets um, Uh, basically reprogrammed by the lightning, and so I didn't realize lightning had proof. I don't know what happens, but it's somehow. Okay, so
2: I mean, what? So basically, these three heroes have to fight this indestructible weapon. Uh, Jamie Fox that.
3: dies. And I that's guess. what you think. You think that Jamie Fox probably I mean, takes Okay, a here's loss. the
2: thing. This movie was made before Ray became a sensation and he won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. And by Oscar, I mean the Stallone movie. I mean, so you would think that he probably had a, like a supporting role, right? Yeah. And
3: but after the after the after Ray had it was a hit and he won the award, he's now like the prominent person in that trailer. Yeah, it's, honestly, it's all about I, I think Fox.
2: if they could have, they would have called the film Ray Stealth.
3: <laughs> but I, mean, I think I think that Josh Lucas was meant, who you really like, I was meant Josh to Lucas. be the star.
2: Well, Josh Lucas, I remember when they cast the film. Like the first bit, like I think it was like right after. He became somewhat of a name. I think it was after Sweet Home Alabama whatever. I don't whatever.
3: think he ever became a name.
2: And, and he got, basically assigned him to this action film, because Stealth has been in the works for quite some time. And I don't mean the movie. I mean Stealth in general, the practice. Yeah. You know, he... Um, so it, it's a Josh Lucas vehicle, like the plane is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but... I think, I, honestly, I think Jamie Foxx had a supporting role in which they focused more on him and the acumen. You should never see the words Oscar winning, blah, 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 in an ad for a film like this because I think that takes away from it. I mean, you don't want Oscar winners in stealth. You want. The, the, you want award-winning playwrights. You want <laughs> <laughs> you want Paul Matt in this movie. You don't want you don't want somebody who's known
3: for being a best. Well, I think that they're very excited to have Jamie Fox in the movie because well, Jay, it's going to it's going to bring in some audience. I, I don't true? think Josh Lucas would bring in that audience, despite your feelings for. Uh, actually, you know what? Lucas. All
2: they need to do is say a Lucas film beforehand. <laughs> And, and then, they wouldn't be lying. No. You're right. I mean, because it, it, at its core, it is a film. Because
3: it would be a piece of crap.
2: So honestly, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, I think Stealth is going to be a film that is probably dumb as a sack of nuts.
3: Yeah, it doesn't look promising. I mean, you get a, a film, an artificially
2: intelligent plane from an artificially intelligent director, <laughs> and what you've got is probably junk food.
0: What film does Steve Murphy know the very most about? That would be the extremely obscure film discussed in this segment. Also from the very first Chud Show. Um,
3: a movie I like a lot that not a lot of people I find has seen, um, The Zero Effect, by directed by Jake Kazan starring Pil- Bill Pullman and Ben Stiller. Actually, it's like a update on the Sherlock Holmes uh, uh, boys, I guess. And so.
2: Kim Dickens.
3: Kim Dickens, who is very good in that movie and very good on Deadwood, actually. But anyway, it's a good film. It's a, it's a fun it's a fun movie. That's Pullman's best role, I'd say. Not saying that he's got much to pick from, but he's great. And uh, Stiller's in it, you Stiller fans. You know
2: who likes Kim Dickens a lot?
3: Mrs. Coates.
5: Steve? Yeah, thanks a lot for that stunning joke. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
2: Uh, a film that probably a lot of people have not seen, but may know about is Ronin. I love I loved the hell out of that movie. It's, uh, it's a, I would consider that a modern day classic. It's uh, it's great and it's better than anybody listening to this right now. Well, Steve, Steve went with a real obscure one. That's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say Titanic. <laughs> really, <laughs> you, you may not have heard of this little film. Fucking Ronin. <laughs> I couldn't think. Hey, here's an obscure one from the from the, from my secret bin. Star Wars. zero effect is really obscure. <laughs> hey, here's an insider
1: tip. <laughs> Batman. Frickin'
5: cult classic. (laughs) My grandfather fell off his horse. He hated it. Broke his fucking eyes. Then eight cars killed him. Then a buzzer carried him into the sun. That's why I drank Thutterman's Cola.
1: This advertisement
5: paid for by Foot Termins.
1: Holy shit! It's Michael Robinson and Andrew Sweeney joining the show for episode two. And hard to believe, Steve is nowhere to be found. One episode in, and the fuckers missing in action. Like Braddock. The stereotypes in movie theaters.
2: Uh, we all know that there's a you know there's that generic complaint about people with cell phones ringing or people who talk during the movie or people that grow wings and reenact jeepers creepers but what uh what are some of the things it, when you go to the movie theater that you see around you or you're the cause of that irritate the shit out of you all
7: right cell phones not the ringing because this is much worse the cell phone opening where you're sitting there in a dark theater and there's this big bright display just sitting there distracting you from whatever is going on the screen and they keep flipping it open and closing it and flipping it open and closing it and every couple of minutes and it's like it still works I'm sorry it, is I, it, you think it's to check the time or is because they need a light source or a light source for what though I don't know I'm asking you I, I don't know I don't care whatever it is take it outside and, and the worst thing is is that when I, when, it, when I see it I'm always like in the upper rows or whatever and it's somebody in the front that just annoys the shit out of me it's like someone like with a little laser just pointing at you every couple of seconds and turning it right off
4: And as soon as you see it once, you can't. Exactly, you're you're like a beacon. Attracted to it for the rest of the flick. Attracted to it.
7: (laughs) It, It's strangely alluring,
2: yet forbidden. You know what I? I've been noticing a lot lately, and it's it's it freaking drives me crazy. Is a breather. Like you're sitting near somebody who breathes like disgustingly loud. Like there's this. Usually, it's a very
7: large person or an old person. I know you're talking about. Glad that you
3: actually added to that statement. You said, who breathed at first? (laughs) I don't like a lot of people sitting next to me who breathe.
4: (laughs) Nick goes to screenings at the morgue often. What? You don't? What were you saying, Micah? What? I I go to
7: screenings at the morgue. There's no cell phone flipping. (laughs) There's no breathing. There's no applause. There are no lines. There's also no movie. But there's a lot. There's a whole shitload of buffet all around you damn straight anyway you were starting to add to the breathing no I'm, I'm subtracting actually from it
3: <laughs> you know I get Give mad I get mad at people I actually get mad at people who get they get really loud about like when a woman or somebody has a baby in the theater and the baby is crying or something I get mad at the guy who yells at that person kind of and then then wants to be like seen as the hero you ever get the, you ever get it that ends theater? up making
4: more noise than the baby ever yeah, could. Yeah, but I,
3: I don't think that's a very heroic moment. Moment whenever you're um, kind of yelling at a woman with a baby. You know, I can't imagine if it was like maybe like a 400-pound man holding a baby and it was crying. I don't know if that same guy would be such a hero. You know, I don't think you see him yelling at, at
2: someone like that. Probably if not. If it's a four hundred pound man holding a baby
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it ain't a baby to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: movie snack.
5: <laughs> but you know what I'm
3: talking about. You ever see that the guy that wants brand, to be the actually, to be snack. the hero that quieted that quieted the audience?
2: Absolutely. Actually, I don't know. It depends what kind of movie it is. If you're watching like an NC seventeen film, That's like fuel-rape, death-murderer face. And... (laughs) Which is a fantastic franchise. That was animated, though. Yeah. That's the
3: problem. uh, And somebody's brought their kid. There's really no... The thing is, Nick has a child, and I don't... I find it hard to believe that he's not going to be showing uh, his daughter horror films as soon as she starts watching films. Oh, I'll show her horror films, but I'll show her horror films here.
2: I'm not going to take her to the theater and show her horror films. You don't want to buy spring for a
4: ticket? Are you cheap? Is that it? it? My kid ain't worth it, honestly.
7: (laughs) 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 What what a bastard. No, what I was saying, like yeah but his
4: kid? <laughs> no, but I think Nick makes a good point, and it's obviously I, that's why I have a kid, right? <laughs> I, I I'll admit I'm I'm a Nazi in the theater, and I I can't only only in the theater. But <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i the you're able to admit that. Yeah, you I can't can see stand him in that fucking oven. <laughs> All right, I, I, I can't stand stepping up and down I, I can't the stand, up stand up the talking, the, the cell phones anything but i have levels and it, it as nick said it, it kind of goes with the rating i mean if i'm going into like a, a madagascar and there are kids talking i got no problem with that but if i'm sitting in constantine and there's some woman who brought her two-year-old and their four-year-old i'm pissed so you're gonna be a hero i'm not a hero i just you know give her glowering looks and but you don't you don't say anything or but I, i've seen you smother those children and and, And that's not heroic glowering looks he has to open his cell phone to provide the
3: light source (laughs) (laughs) how else are you going to see my glowering eyes that's right alright so Andrew's a a quiet angry person in the theater when something goes wrong Uh, Micah you know he doesn't like cell phones Nick I'm summing up which I don't like to do but I'm doing so what what else what else else bothers folks what about breathing Yes, because yeah, but what else? What else besides what we nobody touched else on? has had
4: sat next to a guy that breathes heaviest. No, well. I, I know. There's there's a guy who comes to some of the Chud screenings, and uh, everybody here knows who I'm talking about. Uh, I don't, but the right. uh, the thick guy who gets in despite our best efforts oh, to not let okay. him. I thought in. you meant there was like one of the Chud gang. No, 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 no. Uh, this is one of the leeches, and, and there's the breather. He's a breather, absolutely. I mean, he he sits; he'll sigh like he's reacting to something, you know, in, on the film. But it's really his lung reinflating every, you know, five a ten minutes. Little science
2: in the Chud Show today.
7: Well, you, know, you got to
4: explain. Wait a minute! It right?
7: His lung reinflates every five to ten minutes. It does. That's <laughs> that's incredible. Sometimes this happens while he's shoving blood around through his blood.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: A little science on the Chud Show today. <laughs> right. So, Andrew doesn't like fat people in theaters. Is that what... Is that what you're saying? You don't like fatties? According to him, or Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: right. <laughs> yeah, nice choice so of words it there. It always comes back nice to choice
3: the Nazis. Yeah, so... Man, I, wh- in theaters, Nick, I'm a child killer. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm a child killer about that stuff that goes down in theaters. What about, uh, okay, so what, what are your some of your bitches? When I go in a theater, I like to give VD to people, you know? (laughs) That's the kind of person
0: I am in a theater.
3: Wait, where's your complaint
7: at? I don't understand.
0: No one will believe what Andrew Sweeney's bachelor party was like. Imagine Caligula. Then imagine the great space coaster. This is much more dumb than the latter. I saw
2: Godzilla
7: there. You know, it's like, do you ever have memories that are attached to specific Whoa! whoa. If you see Godzilla anywhere, (laughs) wouldn't that make it a special place? Yes, but he fucked me.
3: <laughs> I, about, I'm not seeing the problem with this scenario. Are you talking about the the movie with Matthew Broderick? Are you talking about the actual? Like, it's
7: like I, I I was at Starbucks
3: I and I like, saw
2: Godzilla there. I was going man in suit, man in suit, man in me. <laughs>
7: <laughs> so no, anyway, he didn't take the suit off. So I so say you did
3: more than you than than seeing Godzilla there. Then that's not you're kind of you're kind of uh, going light, I guess on uh, on on the term to see. He welded to me using his green cock. <laughs>
7: <laughs> and by cock you mean?
3: <laughs> I mean so basically I that and that experience maybe. You don't want to go watch a movie there anymore because... No, I'm just saying that theater has... It's got memories associated Because you Because you were sexually abused by a radioactive monster. I wouldn't say abused. That and kind of I, thing can
4: change a man.
3: <laughs> yeah, but when you say abused, I, I don't get it. What do you mean? Is that like a, a kiss on the cheek from like a first girlfriend you don't want to wash your face? This is kind of the experience you had with well, Godzilla. I can't
2: reach where uh, Godzilla <laughs> abused me, so it's not an At idi-
3: least not anymore.
4: Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, going back to... The, the thing that I was trying to get. I I think I can top your Godzilla story, and this this is uh my bachelor party.
3: Raped by Mothra,
4: <laughs> and the twins. No, my that my, bachelor hurt. Party, like uh, my bachelor party a millimeter tall. My bachelor party in
2: Lafayette inside end. you for weeks, you wouldn't even know.
7: <laughs> yeah, actually, I have a jet Jaguar story that's going to slay yours. If you want to waste the time telling it, shoot. I'll I'll back off. All right. Well, anyway, bow down to
4: jet Jaguar. So what's the
3: movie that is a bad
4: experience? Uh, my after? my bachelor party. We didn't go to a strip bar. We didn't uh, go see naked ladies. We went to see Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. And um, on the way there, Tony Catine got snatched.
3: Let me just let <laughs> me, he me he just uh, the- let me just guess here: your bachelor party, full of dorks, <laughs> is it? Am I correct? Am I anywhere near here? Shot in the dark. Uh, you're pretty cool. I mean, I was there, and that's uh, you well, know, Andrew, I'm, you let your guy guys took you to. Planet of the Apes for your bachelor party.
4: That's where I wanted to go, Justin. How you know, was, it's was funny <laughs> when I saw Godzilla, full of dorks.
5: <laughs>
7: you were, or the theater was. I was. <laughs>
3: so after after the uh, and by full
4: of dorks, I,
3: I where did you guys anywhere. end up after um, Planet of the Apes? I, Roller you know what? I Honest to God, I
4: can't really remember.
3: Oh yeah. I I
4: just remember being so pissed. And, and that it made you late for that
7: D&D session you had all set up. You're like, fucking Christ, man. They had to throw on an extra trailer. You know what's funny, though? Planet of st- the Apes. I'm married asshole. Planet of the Apes you?
2: sounds like the description of the perfect bachelor party.
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right, you, guys. Think so. you think so. Whatever you
2: want to do, let's do it. And then Planet of the Apes happened.
5: <laughs>
2: this was before there was a film called Planet now, of the Apes.
3: This has to be... I mean, this sounds like... Really, it does sound like the worst bachelor party of all time. <laughs> it, it
4: wasn't good. Are <laughs> but, your uh, friends mad at you? No.
3: No, they, why, they why went right along with it. aren't you mad at them? No, he wanted to go to that. That's what, that's that's... what he wanted to do. Okay, Lafayette, Indiana is a small that, place. Why aren't you
4: mad at them? They're not real friends. Hindsight's twenty twenty, my friend.
3: God damn
0: it, you went to Planet of the Apes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nick is an insensitive bastard. But he pays the bills. So what am I gonna do?
2: You know what sucks about about actor. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow is that it completely killed my project about this guy who goes around murdering airlines. airline airline baggage handlers.
4: <laughs> Wait, it, it was what's all that? done on what's that, that called?
2: Sky Captain. <laughs> <laughs> So they added the world of tomorrow piece. I thought that was going to help me, but shit, the movie made eighteen
4: dollars.
3: You know who else that that, uh, that movie killed? Carrie Conran, the director. He he's not too hot after Sky Captain. It killed him. What's he directing now? I want to. He's
4: directing traffic. something
3: huge. No,
5: no, he was attached. <laughs> he was attached to Princess. I want to hear Mars. an
1: Asian guy say That's his name,
3: but.
5: I, I think- <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's <laughs> because 'cause we're not stereotyping. From the third podcast we have this illustration of Mr. Murphy's vocabulary prowess featuring Kurt Miller. It is almost the end of summer two thousand and five, and I couldn't be happier. Why Wait, is
2: that?
3: What about you guys? It never begins. I don't want
2: to tell you why. Why why couldn't you be happier? Because it's piss poor. No, talking- that's a great term actually. Piss poor.
4: You are you're poor of piss. No, you're
2: you're, you're, you're down to too your too last bliss. piss. I mean, like, all you've got to contribute is piss. Is that, is that it? I think that's what it means. I think, I, think it's, it's, I think it's that you're so poor you can't piss. No, I think it's like you've already given the clothes off your back, and all you can give them is the piss from your dick. <laughs> what do you think of the summer of 2005? I think it's forgetful at best. I think forgetful? You think it forgets about things? I've already forgotten it. I mean... It's, so the summer is forgetful. It's still happening, though. I'm you? right in the middle of Theatrically it. Theatrically speaking. So, like, the you're in a theater, and it forgets you're there. No, you're in a theater and you forget your pants, much like Richard III, wouldn't you say? Yeah, very much so. But so you find you find the this summer season very forgetful. I th- I find it atrociously forgetful. Not forgettable. No, no, you forget it. You forget the forgot
1: load. What is a maniac cop anyway? Apparently, the gentlemen know.
0: Listen to the guys as they discuss all that is Robert Dar. My precious little man, you have to inject some personality into this or else I'll cold cock you with my gigantic British fists until you bleed blood out of your every place. What
1: is a maniac cop anyway? Apparently the gentlemen know. Listen to the guys as they discuss all that is Robert Dar. Take this you rascally bastard. <laughs> Samurai cop. Starring Matt
2: Hannon and Robert Zada. It is a action film about a policeman known in some circles as Samurai Cop. Maybe because of his long rock star hair, maybe because of his tight jeans. It certainly is not because of his martial arts ability, which are not on display anywhere in this film. It is by far. The pinnacle of film. If Jesus were alive today, he'd go back to the afterlife, grab Jim Henson,
7: and watch Samurai Cop.
3: That would he grab Jim Henson and then come back, or would he actually grab him and take him with him? You know what I'm saying? He would grab. Is that something Jesus would do for luck? Go back. He would de- and grab, grab, the grab the defunct
2: him. life carriage of Jim Henson. Travel with it back over the seas of knowledge to our current existence. Prop his decaying earth husk in a couch. Press play. And force him to walk. And then watch Samurai Cop with his unliving form. Which would then reanimate Mr. Henson and then destroy him again they sending him back into the spiraling underworld.
3: Jesus has got some weird, weird hang-ups. That's Jesus Quintana. <laughs> so then, basically, in this movie, people haven't seen it. Not even Matt Hannon, the samurai
2: cop. I think he's dead. There's no way Matt Hannon is gone.
3: The movie wasn't filmed that long ago, so he's probably still around.
4: So what, what? I mean, what's the deal with the samurai cop? I mean, is this guy like a guy like on the police force who is a samurai? Like they they hired the, a samurai. The
2: whole samurai aspect of samurai cop is glossed over, and I'm I'm being gentle when I say glossed over. Basically, he has long hair
3: and wields a sword at some point in the film. There's some bad guys. There are bad guys not up to too much good, and he's got to confront them. Yes,
2: including. The not subtle chinned form of Robert Zadar.
3: Now, I don't. The people. Some of our listeners are going to know our listeners nice, are going to know who Robert Zadar is. But once you describe the facial features, Robert Zadar's skull. Of the man. Just for those that don't, maybe have never seen. Let's him. put it this way: if the predator came to Earth
2: and had one choice of a skull to claim. He would not take Kirsten Dunces. He wouldn't take Reese Witherspoon's.
3: It would be Robert Zadars chin and skull, and he'd be eyeing. He'd be eyeing the jawbone in particular. Robert Zadar's jawbone bigger
5: has than been man's granted head.
3: its own citizenship. Let's be honest, jaw bones. Are you the rock? All of a sudden, <laughs> he's just got. I'm just saying, he's got a lot of. Oh, he's got plenty. He's got extra bone in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got jaws. So he's in the movie. So it, actually, the Mayan
2: translation of Zadar is holy fuck jaw.
3: <laughs> so he's in the movie. Yeah, he's got a huge jaw.
4: Yeah, is he the actual samurai <laughs> cop? Or is he, uh... he
3: is the villain.
2: He's a henchman. He's a henchman with a huge jaw. The film was mistakenly marketed around Robert Zadar because they were trying to capitalize on his, his maniac cop. And song. his enormous set of mandibles. Yeah, exactly. The poster even shows, uh, I think it is, Zadar as the samurai cop, when in fact he's just a henchman for the villain. So, um, actually, there was not, it, the main cop in Samurai Cop is actually not even a samurai at all. He mentions once that he knows... That, some of the samurai code and whatnot, but he never uses it. Even in the sword fight at the end, it, it's freaking... The funny thing is, yeah, no, Rob, Robert horrible. Zadar is not one guy. He's the henchman. When his mother gave birth, they said, you are the mother of chin chintuplets. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Zadar, if you're listening to this, how can you afford internet? <laughs>
5: <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: To satisfy both your Will Mason fix and your Mimi Rogers fix. Listen on word. Let's do a little bit on Mimi Rogers.
2: Do <laughs> we have
4: to? Star of the Rapture. Tom Cruise did a little one bit of the, on the
2: biggest her, one of the biggest ultimatums that Fred Astaire used to hand down.
3: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi Rogers not an unattractive woman. Yeah, cute in her it? day. She looks like tenderness now. No, I still think
2: she's all right. Even on the X-files I thought she she was looking a little mannish.
4: I liked her in uh, Mighty Quinn.
2: I liked her in someone to watch over me. Ridley Scott movie. With Tom Berenger. Yeah, she, and uh wh- who was the uh Lorraine Bracco?
3: Really? She was the the wife. Speaking of uh, someone whose tenderness. She, <laughs> yeah, she went downhill correct. quick. She would ne- was never uphill she was kind of sexy in moments of good fellows prairie
2: you know mimi rogers is in a completely underappreciated little movie hide her in the house with uh, the no, no no
3: it's uh what's his face one of the best gary busey. yeah one of the
2: best premises ever These people live in a house and gary busey lives in their walls
1: <laughs> it's like a reality show waiting to happen
3: no i didn't see it Did Gary Busey play a bad guy? (laughs) Yes. Did he play the
2: walls? He played the hider in the house. And honestly, I didn't even know hider was a word until that movie. (laughs) Hider
3: in the house. He who hides. I like the sequel. The Hider House Rules. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Busey lives in the walls.
1: Yeah, I mean, what's so odd about that? One of the things I enjoy about the Chud Show is the diversity of topics. I am a sucker for a good F. Marie Abraham discussion, I must admit.
0: And I enjoy smashing the blood out of... I would say, it's actually, a brilliant to me, the least least attractive black woman to me is F. Marie
3: Abraham. So unattractive, <laughs> <laughs> he... Eclipses all categories. Really? Yes. Is it because his face looks like geography? <laughs> his face looks like <laughs> the aftermath of Josh Brolin's face at the end of Into the Blue.
2: Now now we're full circle. He doesn't have acne. He has acne the whole damn leg. <laughs> <laughs> Robert McNaughton. He's a Peruvian. What's he do now though? His last appearance <coughs>
3: he's he's been busy. Nineteen eighty seven. That's when he his last role. Can I ask you a question? Do you think he's still going to auditions? Yeah. I'll ask you oh. another question. Do you think he's still alive? <laughs> he's alive.
2: He's quite hanging out with Mark Pillow. Neither can be reached for comment. He is thirty eight years old now.
3: He's only thirty eight.
2: Yeah.
3: Still got smacked in him?
2: a youngin'. If by acting you mean (laughs) putting on a paper hat.
3: (laughs) You know who gets more work than that guy does now? J.T. Walsh. E.T. The fucking puppet. The worst starship (laughs) mechanic.
2: He's a lousy mechanic, that little guy. Terrific botanist. Which comes in handy when you're trying to fix a ship. Ship Interstellar plant. Craft. I think I'll gross. Everyone plants. from
3: that film. Everyone from that film. Drew Barrymore, Peter Coyote, thank you. Steven Spielberg. With a mother. What was her name? D. Wallace. D. Wallace is still acting. What's his excuse? He's Robert McNaughton. <laughs> That's his excuse. Oh wait,
2: you know what? He's on the ET D V D. Is and he? He's looking worse for the wear. I can't believe they've got him
3: for that. Do you think it's because Hollywood has worked him too hard.
2: <laughs> I think in the interview he said, yeah, I've decided to take a 16-year
3: vacation.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> then He said, I remember that because at the end of that he said, mission accomplished.
5: <laughs> I remember he
3: said,
2: the one-two bunch of I am the cheese and E.T. the extraterrestrial has left me arched. For rest. I am going to slowly... I am going to go away until my bank account is is nigh. Even Shakespeare would have quit
3: after that one-two punch. One-two punch to the balls. The film balls. He is not acting anymore. <laughs> you
2: don't know that for certain. He just may not be acting in films. Hold on a second. He's made... He has some television credits. His last one being 1987. He was in Visitors, the TV movie. Okay. A Place to Call Home. But I think we'll all agree <laughs> that his role as Tom in The Electric Grandmother.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: now, wait. Before you before you, you uh, poke fun at this how do you turn down this script imagine you're this fella Rob McNaughton or Tom or Jimmy <laughs> Robert sitting at your desk pondering your next career move when all of a sudden the FedEx guy throws the script on your desk and you look down and go my god you steal the your grandmother actually I think in his case he didn't throw a script on his desk a script accidentally <laughs> rerouted to the poor house <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think it's safe to safe to assume he may not own a desk. It made its way to the nearest Chili's where he was working. <laughs> no, that's not true because on his IMDb page it said, Worked at Chili's 1994. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the quote he gave them
2: is like, These two years of dealing out margaritas and slop have left me famished for rest. <laughs> <laughs> this is post-Electric I Grandmother. I am going to take a vacation <laughs> from the restaurant business.
3: Well, I can understand why he never worked again. Because, because I mean, really, E.T. was a little scene film. It must have been hard getting work after that
5: My very, grand-
3: very obscure film. I think it was, what it was was that the Electric Grandmother... Uh, Required Which, so much effort. Electric grandmother came before E. T. Am I mistaken? Yeah, no. it did. So oh, wait, what, wait, wait. What is came that, after? Then why e. am I T. talking about him. this?
2: What came after E. T.?
3: <laughs> Mrs. E. T. That selfish bastard.
5: <laughs> sharks
3: are carnivorous. Plankton is just boring shit. Sharks eat meat. Not in. I don't mean to say this, but not in Shark's Tale. <laughs> Well, the the whale shark sifts little shits through its
2: shit. But I think most (laughs) sharks enjoy eating
0: shit. The scientific knowledge I glean here gets me through many a golf outing with my friends from Oxford. You would know anything about that, would you? Since you are an unwashed American cockface. I do not know how to respond to that. I have no... Then shut the fuck
1: up.
3: What was that movie? Henry and June. Henry and June. Henry and Great.
2: Henry and horrible <laughs> the movie is. You're tips. thinking of the serial killer.
3: That's the that's the new that's the early new Uma Thurman film. I think that was the first NC17. I don't know film. if that can be qualified as horrible. It's it's not good. Fred
4: well.
2: Fred Ward, not the Lord of eroticism. Really, <laughs> he didn't break out his graboid. I no no. I mean, he wore off any good feelings I had. And he was bald as a fucking dream. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) What
5: the hell? What does that that mean?
3: (laughs) He was bald (laughs) as a dream? What happened to our sound? Could be the oddest thing ever to (laughs) have been said about Fred Ward. (laughs)
4: And in this movie, you really do because Kong is such a presence. Yeah, but and, like this guy
3: and, and Watts, right? I mean, Watts has to. She's. I think Watts is a great actress, and, and she she has to do her part in that relationship. I mean, in, in the acting is she is she good? She's yeah, she is good. I mean, she's very good, and she does a lot more looking than she does talking. And she's really Which is there what to, that character kind of does, though. Man. Exactly,
4: she's there to draw you into the film, and she does so very well.
2: Uh, the only thing that kind of I thought was funny is she she comes out remarkably well considering the abuse she takes in this movie yeah. she gets thrown through the forest and punched through trees and she, she I mean like it's a miracle that Ann Darrow wasn't like a like this movie would have been a lot different than Kong had <laughs> run through the jungle and he winds up at his lair and he's got this pulpy bit of girl in his hand like a, like a, an arm and a vagina that was the old Peter Jackson <laughs>
3: right. now is it like the original where um <laughs> Okay. is it like the did they keep the part in the original where <laughs> wait um, Kong kept the
0: best bits then. <laughs> he kept the two
3: good parts <laughs> she could service herself if she needs to <laughs> anyway what no I was just wondering if they kept this, the part like in the original um, that character whenever she, that character masturbates his hairy prince
6: <laughs>
3: does she, does she <laughs> is that how was how that updated which part when she they masturbates the, this time. the shit out of his juicy fruits. It is still stop motion. <laughs> they, but they use the internet. They're downloading. Does she Kong unveil his gargantuan cock in slow motion? Is what I'm wondering. What? Oh.
2: There is no uh, gorilla jerk off in this movie. All right. There is a scene where she is bathed in his ejaculate. though.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's she's bathed in his ejaculate
2: yeah I mean it's, it's a yeah. close of her just smiling in the sunlight as she's covered in hot hot hot, hot primate magma me thinks
4: this will be cut out <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
4: a savage land wait a minute <laughs> You say? I read the
3: script, and I, you know it's funny because in the script it, they did so much in the movie with they it, but the script that, is just that was improvised. It. And Daryl gets covered in <laughs> ape cum, but they, it's like a 15 minute sequence in the <laughs> film. They really improvised.
2: It's like the legendary spider lair in the first film, isn't that right? Yeah. So what it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's just like that. It's exactly. Uh, you have like to that. kind of fill in the blanks a little bit because they don't show it. You know right on yeah you just you see her crawling into this big soft meaty hole and then you see her riding a crest of water across the sky a little background the last time justin talked me into going to see a movie I wanted to see Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> he said, let's go see Wolf
0: Creek. Right, well, I heard the
2: we'll Either do... way, people got fucked in the ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is it. The main event. The celebrity appearance to end all appearances in its entirety. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ted Levine.
2: Ted Levine, how you doing? This is Nick. How you doing? Ted you. Levine, ladies and
3: gentlemen. All right, Teddy. How... Hey, he's on. He's on. Welcome to the podcast, uh, Mr. It's a pleasure. Um, thanks uh, well, for joining us. Yeah, man. Ted, try not to talk on us. We're professionals. Yeah, it's that's not right, man. So uh yeah, you can't be talking to Ted like that. No, uh, i it's telling okay, Nick, it's okay. I'm not as scary as I seem on TV. I was telling Steve or Nick that it was not right to to, to already like challenge our guy, like to right. give him a little etiquette. and That's not right.
8: It's okay when you see me in the hills, have eyes. You'll you'll be challenged. So, I mean, I mean, some of us here have
3: respect
2: for you and all the work you've done in the past. So we like to, we don't want to come across as a bunch of arrogant and jerks. I, I actually, Ted, while you're on the phone, could we ask you um, to maybe give us a spoiler? For for hills have eyes. For hills have eyes. Is that okay? Yeah, it depends on what it is. Uh, well, I mean, what, what I'm asking is, at the end of the film, do the hills end up having
3: eyes? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an answer I, I, I guess really said. Let, me, let no. me. I'm gonna try to piece this together. Or maybe you can spoil this for me. In the trailer, it looks like he gets killed within the first half hour of the film.
8: Is it the first half hour? or The first forty five minutes, Ted. I don't want to give it away, but I will say that I'm not the star of the film. No, I a, was talking I'm, about... I'm neither the hills or the eye. Oh, I see. Oh, that's good. Well, that that's a good, good one.
2: Thanks. Uh, now, uh, did um, did you guys ever get a chance to have Michael Berryman on set? Because I know that the guy that's playing his character, whose name eludes me, I think it's... Oh, no, it's Pluto. Whoever okay. uh, Is that Michael Berryman's character? Yeah, Michael Berryman's character. is is Does he have a cameo?
8: Because uh have you seen Michael Berryman? Are you trying, are you uh, trying to just, say that?
3: Uh, um, well, he he was in what was the Devil's Rejects? Devil's Rejects, yeah.
8: He looked mighty good in that.
3: Well, I mean, he looks like an older Michael Berryman but I mean, he, he never was that pleasant looking to begin with. Let's be honest. What, what, I think he's great. What are you talking about? What has age added to that? I think I think his career has gone down ever since he broke up with Echo. That. Musical act back in the was he was he in the musical act? Yeah, um, that's a little obscure for me.
2: Did you ever and the Barryman? Oh
3: shit!
2: <laughs> 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 so you liked that one, huh? So uh, okay, that was probably not, probably not. I probably went over Ted's head.
3: No, he seemed to like it. Hey, you got it? Didn't he? Didn't he get that ten?
2: So, like, Steve, do you have any questions? I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain. There's a couple I, I, I know I have, but they might take some time. So maybe I have a question for Mr. Levine. Take, take I, Mr. Levine, I would like to know, what was it like to not work with the nipples of Lily Sobieski in Joyride? Because you were never on screen with them, and later on in
8: on the DVD, you see them all over the place. What did it feel to be separated from them? Well, funny story about Joyride. Um, I wasn't originally signed to do that. Right, I understand. Uh, That's right. They Eric that. Roberts, I believe, was one of several who uh, originally recorded the dialogue. I, at the time, was campaigning for the mayor position in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. I, I, lost. Really? I, I, I was defeated. Couple of hanging chads. <laughs> That was, uh, was that a Silence of the Lambs joke? <laughs> well, he's pretty sensitive
3: to
5: that. It was like a
8: again. Chad McQueen joke, really. Uh, no, I didn't win. Oh, it's a, it's a shame.
2: I'm sorry to hear that. Because I certainly would have voted for you. I came in fourth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
8: well. Did you go with, by your real name, or did you have, like, a pseudonym? I, I was known as, uh, Acting Sensation Mayor Ted Levine.
5: What? <laughs> you called yourself <laughs>
8: Fourth, uh, (laughs) the guy who came in third was a vending machine.
0: (laughs) Wait, (laughs) Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Levine,
6: your your name on the (laughs) ballot. (laughs) <laughs> was mayor?
5: <laughs>
2: Isn't that a little presumptuous? To go ahead and <laughs> to go ahead and
8: call yourself mayor? On the ballot? <laughs> Don't you think that might have turned some voters away? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I figured if I had an acting sensation...
2: Why didn't you use your name from Wild Wild West, uh, like uh, Bloodbath? Bloodbath McGrath.
8: Uh, a big <laughs> fan of the Wild West. No, I'm a big fan of that name. Mm.
2: But I think uh, by calling yourself mayor on the ballots was uh, a little off Well, bike.
8: I'll hire you to be my political campaign manager <laughs> next time, cocksucker. Uh. Oh. I'm, not, I'm sorry. Steve, come on, Jesus. I mean, come on, Mr. Levine. Uh, I came on a joyride because Eric Roberts was tested poorly, and they liked my voice from a myriad of very important films, such as Heat, Michael Mann, Oscar winner, uh... Mr. Levine just yelled at me. Oh. oh. And then uh, we did uh, we did a couple of tracks, I think I did a good job, good paycheck, oh, well, I him. Mr. Levine, after, after uh, being shot down like
2: that, I, I don't really have much else to ask you, I'm afraid. But he used to be one of my favorites. Ah, I think he's still great. I mean, he's, uh, I mean, he's, you know. I, I, but Steve, you have to admit, I mean, the he came in fourth. Well,
3: what's up? What's up with? What's the draw of Oklahoma,
8: uh, Ted? Why? Why run in Oklahoma? It's a vending machine. It was uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, I'm sorry. One of the O states. <laughs> you know, Nebraska is an N state. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wait, you tell, are you guys trying to tell me
8: that Omaha's not state? <laughs> that might be why he lost. My agent tells me to steer clear of the internet, now I know why.
2: No, nah, Ted, come on. Give us a chance, man. Okay? A little slip-up. Yeah, so Justin, what questions do you have for the man about his uh, his legendary resume? Why not run in Oklahoma? <laughs>
3: um, what was it like working with uh, Michael Mann on Heat
8: funny story about Michael Mann uh, very meticulous behind the lens Uh, he uh, he insists that we not only do heavy research on our characters we do hairy research (laughs) I saw a couple of that guys (laughs) I saw some of his films
2: Mr. Research (laughs) he's a good guy (laughs) We need to get on here and see what Harry Research
8: has got coming out. (laughs)
5: Because I
8: I like him. Well, you should. Yeah, Michael Mann's very, very much into uh, assuming the roles. I I feel like I could actually be a policeman. After doing Heat, I actually got shot in the neck. Is that yeah. before or after you lost your uh, election? This was before. Uh, I used some of my success from Heat to springboard me into my political career. Uh, Makashi, uh, is the the proper word maybe not springboard? <laughs> I, I had a lot of momentum coming off of the Fast and the Furious. Uh, Let, it, let's, maybe
3: momentum also not... Quite the choice you're looking for, Mr. Levine. Uh, are you sporting any hair these days, or are you going with the bald look?
8: Oh, I've got uh, some some terrific hair. Oh, okay. So I guess you would not have run under the wig party. <laughs> See, <laughs> you know it's funny in political a little... circles, uh, a lot of wig jokes get cracked, uh, but in the political circles, uh, people beat me. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially if
3: they're machines. What was it like working with uh, Travolta in Mad City? I mean, Mad City's a movie that not a whole lot of people saw, but that was kind of after Travolta hit it big with Pulp Fiction. Was he, uh, did he have any ego on the set? I mean, was he a nice guy?
8: John Travolta and I didn't spend a lot of time together in Mad City, uh, but what I saw of him was f- fantastic. He was very kind. Uh, he was very accommodating. gave gave neck massages and shoulder massages. And he gave uh, face massages, but I didn't really get to spend much time with him because at that point I wasn't really a household name yet. He was given
3: massages to the more important names in the film, per se. Not more important names, but maybe the the people who are a little more famous, like Dustin Hoffman, I believe, was in that film. Uh,
8: actually, nobody really had much of an ego on that. Was City. it Was it Dustin Hoffman? Ted? Yeah, of course. Did he get massaged by Travolta? I'm sure. Travolta left no face (laughs) unmolested. I have a question about your character's name in
2: Mad City. I I see here that it was Chief Alvin Lemke. Now, when you were doing research for this, did you by any chance look up um, ex-Atlanta Brave second baseman Mark Lemke? Because, as we all know, everybody with the same last name is pretty much the same
8: person. Actually, no. Uh, my original last name was uh well my whole, the whole character's name was a fabrication of my imagination uh originally he was called steve goddard and uh i thought that sounded too much like a lee marvin or chuck norris or lee norris type <laughs> Uh, but Mad City's not what I really care about talking about. How, was, how come? You, just don't, you just don't like the film? Or? It was before I was much of a name. Like I said, it was before I'd reached international stardom. And, uh, you know, I didn't really have the uh, the group of crazy fans following me around at that point. <laughs> you know, when you get
3: a you know, name for those crazy fans, some people have, like, names for their fans.
8: You know? Uh, fans works for me. Don't need to spice it up for Ted Levine.
3: <laughs> all right, see? So,
8: all right. When What's the- your favorite film that you worked on, Ted? Uh, well, I've gotten the most notoriety from... Uh, probably from The Fast and the Furious. No, 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 no. Excuse me? The film right before that.
3: Not right before that. I think you got most of your notoriety from...
8: A Jody Foster film. Oh, the Sonic Films. Well yeah, but everybody thought I was a crazy psychopath after that.
3: <laughs> yeah, but uh, come on, that kinda made did, did did that not make you that film. I and mean, that that film is I mean you gave a great performance in that film. I don't I don't think you can uh, deny that. Sounds like you're trying to maybe kind of bury the that film a little bit. No, I
8: liked it. What's the problem? It was good work. You know, uh, I had to play I had to really dig deep into myself for that character because uh, Jonathan Demi sent us to serial killer school uh and you know following a serial killer around and riding with them and no wait 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 wait, wait. i'm sorry to interrupt you here but you said earlier that you felt like a cop if you're riding around with a serial killer why didn't you feel the need to do a citizen's arrest on it i I was in heat after oh oh i'm sorry i see that uh it took me some time to to go around town without my penis between my legs. Well, look, when you were walking around with these serial killers, did you ever cut anybody up? Well, this is all for my work, so, you know, you're you're forced to sometimes go above and beyond.
2: So if I look back at some headlines in the papers, I can see where somebody was gutted apart. I can probably pretty much say,
3: that's the work of Ted Levine right there. No. So you follow the serial killer. Did you ever masturbate onto some decomposing <laughs> corpses while eating a six-inch Subway sandwich.
8: I don't remember the
5: specifics.
8: (laughs) I know that there are things my mother probably wouldn't be proud of me doing, but the performance speaks for itself. As you said, that's what made me. Well, I uh, think it made your name. It made me.
3: And then you went, then you took that, the momentum as you kind of used that word before and you, um, took it and you propelled yourself into a uh, Robin Williams flubber. <laughs> that
8: was a, a very short couple of days of work. And actually when we were shooting that film, uh, we thought it was going to be something different. We, uh, we thought it was a, a serious film about uh, a, a, a goo that made people bounce. <laughs> I thought that...
3: Didn't Robin Williams, for that... To research that role ride around with the serial killer? Isn't that kind of the story behind Flubber? I think he ride around with Ted.
8: I had problems with Robin Williams on the set of that. We've since reconciled. But, uh... On the set, we kind of... You know, just like, uh... When you have method actors who... If their characters are opposites on screen, they tend to not be in communication behind the scenes. So... Uh, i took that as my uh directive to uh i i tried to rape him
2: <laughs> I, I I've always heard that the reason for <laughs> the reason for your uh your friction on set was because you were always a better stand-up comic than mr Williams is that is that
8: true at all i always found rob Williams to be quite entertaining yeah but uh, I'm talking about you though mr I was I was actually one of the ones who auditioned for Morgan Mindy. Uh, I did not get the part. (laughs) Really? (laughs) 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 Newsflash.
2: I only had access to a time machine.
8: But uh, I still have the videotape of my screen test with Pam Dauber. (laughs) And I uh, cherish it. I think I would have made it for... Uh, a terrific mork. Because then you would have gotten. I then auditioned for the Jonathan Winters role. Right. I did not get that. No, uh, I've got one more question. I've got one more question. I said that I didn't have a intergalactic accent.
2: <laughs> Mr. Levine, I, I, personally, I only have one more question for and you. That aliens don't have mustaches. Son of the free. My last question for you is
8: very simply: Why did you do evolution? Evolution was a, uh, v- a vanity project for me. Uh, it was my idea. I-, I took it to the filmmakers. I took it to David Duchovny and then Orlando and Jones is a peep of mine. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, a white? How did it had to kind of be a
3: dream come true? I mean, you you pitched this comedy, then Ivan Reitman, who's been responsible for some great comedies, came on board to direct. Turned out he wasn't probably suited for it. Uh,
2: how so? Are you saying what he wasn't the Reitman for the job? Good Lord sorry Ted you know what though if if Ted is so good at
3: pitching films yeah I think we're kind of trying to figure out what happened with evolution is this his idea
8: uh, it's a it's got a fan base you know it uh, we thought we were making something bigger and more epic and it, it it was edited heavily with all due
2: respect
3: it does not have a fan base but i I know of only one human being who likes the film what I like how Steve's challenging our only guest we've ever had on the show. Like you, you have some like
8: contentious shit with. Uh, but look, the man yelled at me earlier. I right. didn't yell at you. I just uh, I think you belittled my political aspirations. It was not my intention. Here's
3: my question about that: Why you said it's a vanity project, and you took the idea to the studio and all this stuff? Why cast yourself with the uh, with uh, you know ha- having a part that has three lines? I mean, that's, that's your dream project? Or? Why didn't you play the evolution? Did you just want to see it come to
8: fruition because you were just very excited about the idea? Well, uh, it was my idea. I didn't want a star. Uh, I know that usually when I headline, uh, I tend to get too much of the attention. And I wanted it to be an ensemble. When you headline. <laughs> <laughs> when is that? Oh, I do a lot of off-Broadway. Uh, during my political campaign, I was doing summer stock. Uh, have you the, gone back to stand up? Have all?
3: you actually headlined in those though? I'm trying to look at a movie where you may be a star because I'd like to see that. Is some, he the star of Ali? I, I
8: have think a not. Very small part. in yeah, all I, it. I, think, I, I think I think Michael and I sparked not. a very big friendship on heat, something that will pay off massive dividends in the future. Oh, here you go. Here, this is this is where you were the
3: lead. I
8: see it. The Mangler. That's it. Interesting film to make. Uh, very much uh, well, it was during the Robert England era uh, in film, so he tended to steal the spotlight. It seems you were you played a cop in that as well. Uh,
2: now I, you were I in, come
8: off as an authority figure. If you meet me in person, you'll think, "Shit, <laughs> is, the guy is a cop." Right, but
2: look, in the Mangler, you were charged with hunting down and prosecuting the Mangler. Which turned out to be a machine. Now, you have something against machines,
8: obviously, having been beaten by one in a political election. Did your dislike of them stem back to the mangler? Uh, No, the mangler was just a pain job. And actually, uh, I must correct you on something. Uh, I don't actually arrest and handcuff the mangler (laughs) in that film. Uh, I'm devoured by it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I stand
2: corrected and I apologize if I confuse any of our listeners and
8: You, you I learned a lot about acting that day when <laughs> I was eaten by a laundry machine because <laughs> I've worked in you know Shakespeare and uh, with Michael Mann and Oscar winner who I've sparked a fantastic friendship with uh, but I was I was eaten by laundry <laughs> <laughs>
2: Actually, uh, Ted, uh, it was a possessed machine, though.
8: I mean, it wasn't just a laundry machine. It was a Satan machine.
5: Uh,
8: well, you know, some say tomato. <laughs> so, wait. Some say tomato, <laughs> others say Satan. Some say the mangler. What, what, you know, What one thing is to you is different to someone else. Just like, uh, you know, the Fast and the Furious is what it really Kickstarted my younger fan base, my the the youth of America discovered me per se with the Fast and the Furious. The mm. fan mail that I've gotten since that film has been primarily young women. Is it hard with the tabloids? Uh, I I travel under uh, an assumed name. Uh, I mean, is it hard that they don't cover
5: you?
8: <laughs> <laughs> I've done a good job of keeping my, my <laughs> skeletons in the closet so that the paparazzi uh, don't follow me, uh, and I I do a good job of diverting people. Did I mean, you? Sorry, did you become fast friends with Pat Swayze back when you made Next of Kin? I had such a small part on Next of Kin. Funny story about that movie. Apparently, uh, there's a funny story about every film. Well, when you work... Sorry, I'm sorry. When you work in this business, uh, you see everything. Would you mind telling us a funny story regarding Next of Kin? Uh, 90% of my Buffalo Bill character was based on Adam Baldwin. Oh, Adam Baldwin was heavier in that film, correct? Yeah, he was medium
3: built. <laughs> Are you guys... No, that no, guy, okay, I like that guy in movies with... with are you friends with him? You talk to him
8: still? What's going on? No, it's a shame because he's a B grade actor, and we don't often get paired together now. Uh, but if he ever gets a big break, I hope to see him again. Well, he's just in that that the Serenity film
3: that was uh, not not a hit, but I wouldn't call it a B grade film.
8: Did you see that? Um, I was offered the role of. Uh, one of the villains uh, and I read the script and uh, frankly I I felt it was subpar Space Hunter crap.
2: Minus the Forbidden Zone.
8: Yes, and uh, I didn't see a part suitable for Peter Strauss. (laughs) So what's next on the agenda? You got... I got The Hills of Eyes which is coming out this year. Uh... I'll be doing uh, a one-man play <laughs> called Levine, Las Vegas. Uh, kind of a, a little bit of musical, act some comedy, uh, and then I will tuck my cock between my legs and run out into the crowd. <laughs> well, you get the—you do have uh, the
3: assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. That's a Brad Pitt film. Uh, Sam it's Rockwell. a Ted Levine film. Well, you know, I mean. <laughs> That's <laughs> also a short title, but you, but you, are you excited to be in that film? Uh, so there's some there's kind of minor buzz about that film.
8: It's I was given one command in this film. They said, "Lend your gravitas to this Ted, Would you? And I also see that you
3: were in. Uh, uh, and I didn't know guy I, I didn't see this film, uh, "Memoirs of a Geisha."
8: Yes, I played a military man, uh, dealing with this, uh, dealing with these. You know the the women of the piece, and uh, honestly, I I did it as a favor to my friend, uh, the the lovely Zhang Zi, uh, who if I was not married, uh, I'd probably be fucking her corpse. So you, wait, wait, she's not dead though, Ted. Are you, are you telling me you're gonna revert back to your serial killer ways, because I think she's a lovely broad, and I think you should you should let her be. Oh, she's she's a fantastic actress. I I, I really have my fingers crossed that she'll win. On Oscar this year, uh, because you know she's Asian. Well, that's good. And I, I believe that Asians are people, and they they should be treated the same way. Now, tell me again how you lost your mayoral election. Uh, well, I mean, there's, it could have been one of many things. Uh, I think part of the problem was I came into the race late. <laughs> I started campaigning six years before the election. <laughs> <laughs> I had a... Are you even from Nebraska, Mr. Levine? I, I, You don't have to be from Nebraska to campaign in Nebraska. Uh, you have to have a, a working... It looks like it working, might help, though. ...working nervous system. <laughs> I was beat by a man who uh, recently got out of prison for... Uh, for seeing one for, of your films. ...for setting fire to the upholstery of his mother.
2: Well, is that it, though? I mean, I think I'm out of questions, personally.
3: No, I mean, yeah, maybe we're
8: the uh, interviewing any, any other, uh, you know... Well, I, I do want to... Maybe a say, last story or something? Well, I, or? I, no, first I would like to say, and the reason I'm doing all of this publicity is for my share in this lawsuit. Um, I really think that uh, I need the support from the community, because uh, Vin Diesel has very, very powerful attorneys. Rob Cohen very powerful attorneys, uh, and I really think that, you know, the, the grassroots movement understands that Fast and Furious succeeded primarily because of what I call the Levine factor. So you're in a, you're in um is it, it's a
3: Fast and Furious lawsuit?
8: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, there was uh, $300 million that was kind of, instead of being given to myself, went directly into the pockets of the people who paid for the movie and who invested their money into it and well frankly that's not what America is about and that's not what Ted Levine is about
3: well so you're in this lawsuit and it's, it's three people battling it out for the money or you know
8: it and it's Vin Diesel yourself Vin Diesel who is actually a fine actor
3: okay and who's the third party?
8: R- Rob Cohen the director, the director.
3: Yes. Now let me ask you What happened to Why isn't Paul Walker
8: uh, Involved in the suit Uh, Paul Walker actually Distanced himself from the Fast and Furious uh, Because He he, First of all he He knew that he Wasn't the reason it was Such a big success It was you naturally It was me But also Paul Walker um, I lured him To the side With a uh, a a string and a and a ham a ham on a string <laughs> and he followed it off into the woods.
2: Devious, st- yeah. A string and a ham. That's all it takes to lure Paul. You, Walker you,
3: know, you work with him. I mean, you didn't work with him, but you you had been in a joyride with him before. Did had you
8: guys had that kind of bond? Please understand that joyride was I uh, I I didn't exist. I, I came in during post production. By right then, Paul Walker had moved on.
3: You don't have to ask me. Please, I mean, I'll understand it. You don't have to ask me nicely to understand that, but did you have that kind of bond with him anyway? I mean, that that movie's pretty good. I I like that film. Is it John
8: Dahl? Who's who's that movie? It was John Dahl. Yeah. Fabulous filmmaker. We struck a very quick friendship.
3: Um, But then you didn't know Paul Walker before Fast and Furious.
8: Is this correct? I met Paul Walker... um, Actually, uh, interesting story. (laughs) Uh, Paul Walker and I are both Buddhists and uh, i met him at a a buddhist uh, festival <laughs> you don't want to get so specific it's well, a festival right I, I tend to feel when major stars discuss their spirituality or political views it tends to uh, cheapen them yeah the last thing i want to do is 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 put a, a black eye on the the the, the, the round uh, yellow face of buddhism which is why, <laughs> holy
2: <laughs> <shit>. Which <laughs> is why I'm very, it's why I'm glad you did not tell us what political party you ran under for your mayoral election. I'm glad you didn't tell us that because it just wouldn't be right.
3: So, so what? What political party did you run under? No, don't tell us that. I don't want to know.
8: Uh, I have. I'm an independent. Uh. Uh, I felt like democracy is not for me. Um, (laughs) I think that uh, there are certain things about... (laughs) It sounds funny coming out of my mouth, but uh, I think that... um, I I did a lot of observation of polar bears in the wild, and I found that their habits were very conducive towards uh, an idyllic existence, so... I kind of base my political party on uh, the way polar bears interact. <laughs> is that for an upcoming role that you've been observing? No, it's observing. for, his, <clears throat> no, <clears throat> it's for political. This no, is no, Ted it's, Levine, the man behind the behind the mask. Okay. Do you have plans in the future
3: uh, for a future run at the office? Do you ever think maybe a larger scope, maybe, maybe a senator?
8: Well, they, what I've been told is it's good to have uh, a victory to <laughs> parlay. <laughs> but in lieu of that uh, yes I do plan on taking it to a higher level I think what I might do is uh, is wait a couple of years as my legend masses and then and then do what Reagan did before me and, and be the president or maybe even the the prime minister of, of America <laughs> well look if you ever in, if you are ever in
2: need of a political advisor you can always, Call me. I'll be glad to help you out. I
8: can guarantee you will not lose to a vending machine again. Uh, I I think part of the reason I lost was my running mate. Um, (laughs) Who would that have been? Well, I had to fire my first one. Halfway through, it was Brian Dennehy. Wait, did did you fire him or did he die? I fired him. Okay, good. I think Brian that still... He is. He was just, he was just <laughs> in uh, just Assault and Precinct uh, 13. He died in uh, Tommy Boy, another film with political side effects. No, I actually ran... Uh, my running mate was... Uh, I, I didn't know this at the time, but my running mate was uh, number two on the most wanted list. Uh, he is the arson rapist. <laughs> The, the arson rapist. Did this come
3: out before or after the
8: election? Oh, this came out, uh, actually after I lost.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that might not have been the reason you lost. It was bad luck. <laughs> um.
8: Did you go to any debates? I, I was I went to six debates um, they were held at Ted Levine's house let me, let me rephrase the question did you <laughs> participate in any debates I did uh, myself uh, right. and uh, the vending machine had a moment
2: uh, but of course the machine is going to get more votes because it
8: keeps giving out bags of chips what, what did you have for the people I dispensed advice,
0: and I dispensed goodwill. All he dispensed was Fanta. That was a lengthy discussion, but a valuable one. You see, my good friends, sometimes it isn't as much about entertainment as it is information. You fuckers could learn a thing or two from that. Let's talk (laughs) quickly about Mission Impossible 3. Uh, Very quickly.
3: What do you think about it?
7: I'm excited as shit about it. And the trailer's great. The trailer looks really good. A question. Why is Lawrence Fishburne? Is he doing the Anthony Hopkins, I'm I'm here to pick up a paycheck for one scene role in this one? Or? I thought he was just reprising his triple X role. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence Fishburne?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
7: uh, uh, folks, just so you know, black people do not look all alike <laughs> to Nick Nenziata. That's right. It was Sam Jackson, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Holy sh- Right you know, idea, I, wrong black. I, girl. I love Lawrence Fishburne in Boat Trip. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was this to be great fair, work. he was good in that. Um Morgan Freeman in To Sir With Love, <laughs> fantastic.
3: <laughs> I I really like Daryl Lindo in The Brothers. I hate, I hated him I hated him in when I grilled salmon incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't get it
3: jackson <laughs> <laughs> um no i think that the trailer's good and the cast is come on the cast is great you got a little uh well you got first and foremost mr tom cruise nice uh no first and foremost philip seymour but you got michelle Monaghan. is that her name very nice she's right. very pretty Carrie Russell, Carrie Felicity's Carrie uh, Russell. Kind of useless. Excellent. Useless. Who else is in it?
7: Philip Seymour Hoffman.
3: Ving Rams I'm Ving sure. Rames.
7: I, I believe Philip Seymour Hoffman. Simon Pegg. So Simon Pegg, Pegg Ving from Ving Rams reprising his role from Triple X. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of racism. N-
3: Next movie. Alright. Amistad. Okay. Um I don't know if they really promoted that one uh, with the No, no, I, I still, I still. Here, here's use what use you give
7: own. away: us free.
3: <laughs> you give us free.
2: I don't know. Um, maybe like a little, like a condiment, a little bit of Digimon mustard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what about like a, a snapshot of some nude tits? I think that'd be my favorite promotion for any movie. What National Geographic? The movie? No, just like a snapshot of some some breaths for Amistad. Yeah, here's some tits. Please see this movie about slavery.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wait a minute, it's about slavery.
2: <laughs> I thought it was about finer moments in boating. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hmm. Black
7: Squall. <laughs> oh, <no.
5: laughs>
7: thanks thanks for listening to these folks. <laughs> we'll be wrapping up the podcast right about now. Well, here's the last one then. Here's the last one. Birth of a Nation.
3: <laughs> Notorious Betty Page comes out with uh, one Gretchen Maul. That's right. She is a...
7: Uh, which was my address in high school. <laughs> she's doing double time to make up for the <laughs> for the uh vanity fair uh implosion that kickstarted her career.
3: Well, Gre- Gresham all so bad in Rounders, but I think she's become kind of a better actress since then. Those I, days. I definitely agree. I heard yeah. that she's dating um is she is she
2: dating uh, she's dating like uh I think she's dating Ice Cube. Is
3: that right? So I heard she was a gangster's mall. <laughs> If you Nick, if you have the real scoop on who she's dating, I'd like to hear it. I don't want this bullshit.
5: She's
3: I'd like to hear who's single.
2: She's, so if you are shopping mall, Nick, un- <laughs> stop teasing me. Who's she dating? She's I, dating Hayden Christensen. She's Darth Mall. <laughs> Goddamn you, fuck!
3: Why don't you ever really tell me who she's dating?
2: <laughs> All right, she's dating Fivel. <laughs> she's a mall
3: rat. I <laughs> wonder why will looks so happy lately. <laughs>
5: <laughs> fucking
3: fucking <Bible.
5: laughs>
2: Ain't it cool may get the big scoops <laughs> uh, <laughs> But you know what to come to for your day your
0: dating rumors
5: The boys are off doing god knows what so I'll take you through the home stretch
0: The fuck you will Fabulous. Do out the punishment.
3: Fat girls with a Z. Look like at a segue into take the lead, Z, starring Zorro, Zorro's Antonio Banderas. See, it,
7: this is this fits firmly into the teacher inner city genre. Only, rather than using, uh, you know, uh, basketball or football, he uses interpretive dance to fight the gang. I, I don't think he uses interpretive dance. It's interpretive ballroom dancing. I think it's like yeah, it's like ballroom dancing, but it is interpretive.
3: Mm. I think it, it'd be great if uh, the all the if if they did a movie like that with Antonio Banderas, with the whole every line of dialogue he said, he just said he just says like this. That's all he says, like this. You know, like he you know he keeps showing the people to, how to do stuff. Right. No, 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 like this. You know, and then teach them arithmetic. No, no, no. I like this. So when he gets gunned down <laughs> when he gets gunned
7: down in the end and he does his death rattle, he's like like this. Yes.
3: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like like this.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: then it would be called take the lead.
5: See, I, I have a way to do that joke so I,
7: as well. And, and you don't have to change the spelling. No, don't. <laughs> All right. So,
2: what, what kind of promotional swag would you do for um, uh, Carnosaur?
7: Uh, chapstick. It, everyone should get a, a free German tax break for <laughs> 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 just just to make sure it's relevant.
3: No, because I think it's because you see. Here's follow me on the chapstick thing okay. for Carnosaur. Okay. Uh, chapstick for when your lips are. Carnosaur, you know I know so they so could people-
2: call it your chapstick park
5: <laughs>
3: I'm sorry wait are we sure now we're saying this are we sure that they didn't actually give chapstick out with Carnosaur to promote that I don't think it was in their budget yeah okay what about
2: another film anybody have a film
3: you go the air up there it's a basketball film with Kevin Bacon right correct and a native and na- natives um, <laughs> so it's a basketball film and, and it's starring Kevin drops. Bacon who's got like that food name so I would I would give out chapstick
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> did uh, Kevin Bacon show his, um, his long penis in there up there no, Only
7: only in the blooper reel.
3: Is that I long penis say. one word? Yes. <laughs> he showed his long penis in what If you
7: what stayed film? after the credits. Wild, Wild things? Wild
3: things. And what else? Footloose. <laughs> that. Footlong loose. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Footloose.
7: <laughs> he showed it in something else, too. He's, he's tied with, like, Ewan McGregor for... No, no. No one beats Ewan
3: McGregor. Except
2: <laughs> Ewan McGregor at night. <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing is he could be on vacation and still beat it.
3: <laughs> he does like to put his penis up there for all to see. I'm talking about Daryl Hannah.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Are you saying she has a transparent abdomen? <laughs>
7: <laughs> Can we do more chapstick jokes, please?
0: <laughs> As we wind down our magnificent collection, I want to share a moment from the Chud Show that has become the basis for Countless Imitators, a spin-off film franchise, and an Oprah book of the month. Of course, I'm talking about a man marrying his piss. What's the grossest thing you've ever seen happen in a bathroom? <laughs> a wedding.
3: <laughs> man married it? his own poops. <laughs>
2: And I remember, I remember the priest's words like it was yesterday. I now pronounce you man and pile of shit. <laughs> it was <laughs> you may kiss the hunk of fetid matter. That was <laughs> those were some strange vows.
3: Actually, did roll. you? The, what I thought was weird was he married his own u- urine. And his, did you hear about this? No. It was a weird thing because he was there the whole whole time alone, the groom, and they came to a certain part of the ceremony and the priest's like you may now piss the bride <laughs> <laughs> and they said who
2: will give <laughs> who will give the bride away and he said i'm sorry there's no one here just me and my peeps <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think he chose well in his choice of, of the best <laughs> I mean I thought the, the, the maid of honor was good but do you think the best hand was good <laughs> you know you think that's weird and all but I, I once saw a funeral <laughs> where they buried it the sea. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what? what? I can't believe he married his own piss. <laughs> oh yeah dear. But yeah he buried. And what it. did he drink, man? Because when he peed it came out in the wedding dress. <laughs> he
2: kept he kept kept sucking doilies. <laughs>
3: this fucked up. Really?
6: <laughs> Jesus.
2: Do you, now, here's the thing. You know you had to drink something special that day for the wedding day. It's like, honey, I don't want you to just be clear today. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I want to have one of them fluorescent pisses. I you know, thought that was the most awkward moment. The dancing. Yeah, the, father, <laughs> the father-daughter <laughs> dancing. It's kind of disconcerting to see a cock next to a glass of piss in a wedding dress. <laughs> Slow dancing to Whitney's The Greatest Love. Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All. Now, now a couple n-
2: weeks before, did you guys go to the bridal golden shower? <laughs> <laughs> this is not the wedding that I saw in the bathroom, just so you know. They met on eharmony.com. I did not see anything quite. Isn't that pharmony.com? <laughs> I did not see anything as normal as this. I did not. I thought it was embarrassing when he came instead.
5: (laughs) 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 The
2: worst... (laughs) The worst... (laughs) The worst is when somebody... (laughs) (laughs)
5: Holy shit
2: (laughs) Did anybody object To the wedding Who would object to that wedding Not quite sure I'm not quite sure. It's summer movie season, and uh, a lot of shit is flying around in theaters, uh, trailers and whatnot. The twenty, the clan, and uh, you know we saw a couple of trailers in front of the Da Vinci Code today, and I just keep mentioning. <laughs> what happened? Wait a
3: minute. <laughs> There's a, there's, a, there's a drinking game for that too. Wait a minute from Steve.
2: <laughs> Where's the clan? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've not seen them. You haven't seen them flying around theaters? I'm afraid not. The <laughs> clan can fly now? <laughs> Shit, I'm scared of those guys. <laughs> oh, God. Tell me you would not frequent a movie theater <laughs> with digital projection and flying clansmen
5: Didn't
4: <laughs> <laughs> that a ride to six flag the flying clansmen <laughs>
2: Nick Nolte's great. I don't care. There's nothing that guy could do that would ruin him. He's. I mean, he's so nothing would surprise you. Gary Busey and Nick Nolte could do like they could. They could show up like they could be showing the Mir space station, and Gary Busey would float by, and people like yeah, I expected that. There's nothing that those guys could do that would creep us out
7: anymore. I, I think maybe Mission Control would not expect that. I don't. I, I I'm disagree. Guessing.
2: I disagree. As a matter of fact, but unidentified flying Nolte. They might. They might fucking Gary Busey
7: is an unidentified flying Nolte. I would. I would not be surprised if there is Gary Busey DNA in the Shroud of Turin. And I'm not saying he jerked off on it. <laughs> well, so you're not that saying would, that. Yeah, he could have done well, that well, why too. Why don't you just spoil all the great mysteries of the world while you're at it?
3: He was a hider in the house. Jerk. <laughs> Busey, man, that guy. Great. That guy. Talk about someone who's brain damaged and still working. You know, Nolte his, at his least brain damage is working. No, he's brain, his worry, brain damage still working, but is working in a, on a
7: different film.
3: No, <laughs> Nolte's just Nolte's just still working and old, but Gary Busey's old brain damage still working. You no. And both are insanely Great. craggy in the face.
7: But, yeah, but d- here's the thing, though: Gary Busey will always live on, and Jake Busey. Like he's he's heading like in the exact same career. Path. You know what the Nolte, exact same looks as his dad. Nolte had offspring though. He was in a, Nolte's offspring was in a movie too. Yep, yeah, Brawley. Brawley Nolte was in Ransom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So Brawley. you're
2: Brawley. Brawley Nolte oh, well, he apparently shit. wasn't paid because we've not seen him since. Well, he's he's in he's in his formative years. He's learning. He's honing his craft. Right. And he will get all Nolte on us. Honing, right, in a few honing, years.
7: honing his craft is slang for jerking off on the shred. Nolte oh, okay. had Oscar. He's gonna be in Just Q&A three. That. <laughs> or with Armand
2: Asante III. Nolte, third. I think,
7: asexually reproduce. <laughs> it's the only way it's viable. Nolte? Yeah. Oh, please. it well, used, used to be a any, hot any, number back in the 60s. Nolte, Nolte rides years.
3: into town. I mean, people... No, you know, I'm,
7: I'm not saying that Nolte can't score. What I'm saying is that his DNA is so strong that it may as well just be him. His,
3: he's, like, he overrides
7: any woman. The, the only purpose it, of a woman for him is to carry the child to term He ejaculates it, it Chrome. To a clone of him. That's what I'm saying. So, what... what what, what possible chance could any female's DNA or womb stand? I don't know what you're talking within? about. I mean, Nolte—he he, he, he wines, dines. But he, that's he, what he I'm, plans saying. I'm saying. Maltin he gets the women, but they have no chance of contributing to his spawn. What are you talking about? What he do you mean? What am I talking distracted. about? All you have to do is put a bottle of liquor up, and he'll be distracted by that for about ten seconds. Of course, it's not a lot of time. But I what would you do him. in a ten seconds? If you had Nick Nolte distracted right. for ten seconds, what would you do, Steve? I'd hide Taylor out of town or call Gary Busey. I'd and get then, my autograph. What happened if they? Had- wait, wait, you would leave town in ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small town. <laughs> and I've got a fast bullshit. Bite. You'd slip on all that <laughs> spilt chrome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jeepers Creepers starring Justin Long of The Breakup yeah and The Creeper the girl is so cute though Gina Phillips Gina Phillips lover
3: but who else is cute The Creeper The director oh Victor Salva (laughs) he is not a bad looking guy it's He's better than the second one. It's
7: the second Much one is, is uh, better than the second. The second one. one is one of the worst films I've seen in a theater. I, you know, the first one wasn't that great though. The First one is. It a, wasn't like they fell that. Remember, far. remember the hype going I on. I was part
2: of that hype. We had a. We saw that movie really early, and I thought it was terrific.
3: I did because the first half of it's kind of fun. Like it's kind of a neat movie. You know, it's it kind of builds up some dread, and then it's not that good. It becomes the, a the monster creeper,
2: movie, but it's great.
3: But you know what? The creeper when he yeah, and in and
7: the, in the beginning of the film when the creeper is such an enigma and it's just nothing but that truck and something vaguely supernatural is so much more interesting than a winged creature because you see a lot of that in society (laughs) not realistic i just want i'm not talking about realism (laughs) i'm saying that it's more interesting than a winged creature no this movie is great because at some point off screen this
2: winged creature went and got a vanity license plate what was the license plate be eating you (laughs) are you kidding that's right that's right <laughs> he was in front of motor vehicle, <laughs> face of flapping. Yeah. Oh my uh, god!
5: I am gonna molo Ram. Oh, he's gone. He's no. I more. think we should do a little sip for the guy who died, who played molo Ram.
2: A little sip. Pulling out hearts in heaven right now.